Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Welcome back to another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. As you can tell, I am not Ray K. <laughs> I am Grace Tester. Bob let me out from back behind the computer today to talk to him. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing great, Grace. <laughs> and it's good to have you back on this side of the mic. And uh, we kind of pulled you out from behind the uh, computer today. You know, we're, we're getting ready to go into the season of Thanksgiving. Last week, we had our... Uh, feast here at the dude and I don't know about you but I I took a picture of the table and the table looks like about a mile long it was a hall of crock pots and <laughs> and it was just talk about stuffing I mean the food was stuffed everywhere people were stuffed it was a great meal look forward to uh, this week being off a few days and uh, sharing with family and uh, I hope you are too oh absolutely I tell you that afternoon though last week that was a rough afternoon I think I had probably about three cups of coffee after lunch just to get through the day the only thing that was missing was uh, football games on TV I know <laughs> I know we do we do a good job here absolutely well grace um, I wanted to bring you out from behind the computer because I know you've got a lot of experience in client services and relating to the customer. And so often, uh, we don't train enough around this in the maintenance organization. We know it's there somewhat. We we know we ought to pay attention to what people are asking or doing. But a lot of times, uh, we've not really had any experience in it from any formal training. And I know you've had a, a vast experience with uh, dealing with customers and clients over the years in many different areas and like to just pull from some of your experience today around uh, customer service. So can you tell me, and, and you've been, uh, you've talked with a lot of our clients, you know, facility managers, what are some of the things in your mind, Grace, that uh, we need to share with our facility managers and professionals today around the subject of client services or customer service. It's got a lot of different names, it right? It does, sure. It does actually. I've worked in I've worked in customer service or in the service industry as I like to say for a long time. Starting all the way back from my first job, I was scooping ice cream and um, at a little ice cream parlor. And you mean I'm, there's customer service in there's that? There's customer service in that. You would be amazed. So I started there, and then I worked customer service in a bank, and and then I went on to the true service industry, and it was um, a bartender and server at, at a restaurant, and did that for years, and telemarketing, and then I came here to the Dude, and I've been here for about five years. And so even within my role here at the Dude dealing with facility managers, I've had different roles in that. So like you were saying, it had a lot, it has a lot of names. I've worked, you know, I did client success and client engagement, and um, now I'm in a, a client success operations role. So all of that being said, I think one of the things to remember in customer service is to listen. Um, and I, I was just talking with someone about this not too long ago. I'm a, I'm a solver. I, I want to solve something right away. When somebody brings me a problem, I want to figure out how to fix it or a fixer. And a lot of times what I would do when I first got into customer service or when I first started is I wouldn't listen. I would be so quick to want to fix the problem or deal with it that I wouldn't stop and really listen what the problem really was. You know, us men have a, a, a tendency to that uh, all along no. in, in all of our roles. We just want to, <laughs> I think I know what the problem is. I'll fix it for you. Yes, right? Yes. And we might not understand the whole problem. 
Absolutely. That is the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, for our facility managers, um, I had to learn this and just to slow down, listen, and really take in all the information that you can. There are millions of sides to every story. So trying to understand the whole picture and then move forward. And I think another big key on that is not only listening, but then communicating back. So really taking the time to make sure that you're involving the right people. So understanding who your audience is, who do you need to then, who are you serving, right? So in the facility manager's instance, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got a bunch of people that you're serving. So you've got the people occupants in the building, and then you've got your team. and We, we just kind of stand at the front door when everybody comes in in the morning and bows yeah. to them. <laughs> That's kind of who we serve, right? Sure. And I think you make a great point because a lot of times we're not very good communicators. We give little pieces of the story. We just say, you know, it's been fixed. We're done. Uh, it's over. I can't do that. They won't allow me. I don't have money. But we don't really delve in and, and explain more. So maybe we set ourselves up for more issues than if we would talk a little bit more, listen first, and then communicate some more things. Sure. Um, recently, yeah, I was looking, doing a little bit of research to talk about this, and um, I came across an article, and it kind of hit home for me, and I thought maybe we could go through some of the points that it made. So basically, it just laid out the top skills that it takes to be in customer service. You know, some of them are, you know, patience and clear communications and things that you guys already know. So looking at this list, Bob, what were some of the ones that jumped out for you as a facility manager? Well, you know, I think, again, one of them really was that listening mm -hmm. and and hearing what, uh, what the problem is. Sure. Uh, or even if I'm just engaging with somebody of just trying to get some feedback, you know, be open to what somebody's saying. Right. I might not have to agree with everything, but try to understand the point of view. So I think just uh, listening, being attentive to, to people, communication, uh, that was a big one for me. I, I thought there was one funny one in here that uh, uh, you and I joked about earlier uh, about the acting skills. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I used to have this saying, or still do, fake it till you make it. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you just have to kind of suck it up and say, you know, you know, I might not like that. I might not agree with it, but hey, let's just do it. Let, let's just, let's get it behind us. And, but I think um, being somebody that's not so excitable about everything, you want to uh, just have kind of a calming presence. I think sure. that was a, is a great one. I think anytime we ever have any experience with somebody that is serving us, if somebody that is not on edge all the time. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so just kind of that calming spirit. And then sometimes we we can't provide everything that somebody wants, right? And so we have to kind of persuade them to do something different, to take a different route, and but explain it. And I think, again, that all gets back to this communication issue that we've talked about. We can't give everybody everything that they want in the organization. So what are the things that we can do? What are some alternatives? And if we can't, how do we do that without disrespecting the person that has that idea? Sure. Well, and one thing that I have noticed that does correlate, and I've talked with this with a lot of our clients here, is so when we are in, in our customer service and our client service organization, we are, we're, you know, we have metrics that we have to hit. We say, you know, we've answered this many emails or this is our satisfaction survey rating. And the list goes on of things that, that kind of we're measured on. So I think kind of remembering, you know, to check that pulse, to see what is the perception of your team. 
um, sending out customer satisfaction surveys or having some kind of, um, we've seen people even set up like survey monkey requests after they finish a job. It shoots them off an email and says, you know, the job is finished. Is there anything we could have done better, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, there are always going to be those people that, you know, that say, oh, this could have been done way better. And But it's always good. You left a mess right. when you were here. Right. <laughs> right. You took the ceiling tiles out. And now there's dust now all over. Now it's too cold in the room. <laughs> dust all over my desk and it's cold in here. Right. So, but having a, a good understanding of what is the perception, what's that perception of your team and how you're doing your job. So kind of always checking that, um, I think, is a good, it's a good thing as well. Grace, is customer service, is it a one-person job? Is it somebody that I hire and say, here, this is your job to make all my customers happy? Or is it is it a uh, an organizational job? Oh, it's absolutely an organizational job. It takes a lot of teamwork because, you know, you're, you're going to have those people that have, we're, I'm looking at this list of all of these skill sets that it takes to be in customer service or that takes to have good customer service organization. And not one person is going to have all of those. So I think that's the key thing to remember as well. You have in your team, you have people that have certain strengths. You might have someone that's more of an extrovert that's really good with people, um, and that might be the person that you send out more for those type of jobs. Or you have someone that is really patient or um, has that calming presence that you were talking about. So I really think that it does. It takes a village <laughs> to deliver good customer service. It really does, and I, and I think we fall short a lot of times of giving our our technicians, our people out in the field, the proper tools and training and understanding around, hey, you know, we're serving somebody, uh, you're a representation. There's a saying that I saw a long time ago that says, your work is the signature of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, really kind of getting that across to uh, all the technicians, all the people out in those that answer the phones, those that take requests, those that uh, are preparing budget, whatever it is, that we really want to help understand and really train these people uh, to be able to do the job properly and set the expectation that everybody plays a part in, in this role. I think there was one of the, the uh, things on the list that was talking about a willingness to learn. Right. And I think a lot of times we just, we think we know it all. Right. Or we think we know something better than anybody else. I mean, I else. do. So, but well, yeah. I know. I know. I'm the same way. I do. I mean, I, I know it better than anybody else. But, you know, maybe, just maybe, if we would just step back for a moment and get back to that, hey, let's listen. Sure. Let's understand what somebody's saying, their whole story, mm-hmm. not cut them off halfway in between and start solving the problem. But let's listen to the whole story. Let's learn what they're really doing. Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of uh, questions that we can ask uh, when there's something like that is, why are you doing this and what are you trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want through this? So we can really kind of dig in, particularly if it's an odd request, if it's something different, and our defenses immediately go up. Sure. And we don't <laughs> want to do it. I don't want to do that. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But let's ask some questions about why are you wanting to, why do you have this request? It's what so, are you trying to accomplish? Right. And that's so funny when you bring that up. I mean, I keep having these conversations all over, obviously working in the field, you know, we tend to have it to talk about this stuff, but that was one of them is to keep asking questions until you get to the pain. So I, I was actually talking with one of um, the people in our sales department and he was talking about how he really gets to the bottom of what a facility maintenance manager needs. Um, so he says he just keeps asking why until he gets to the pain, the pain point or the thing that's that really that honest truth nugget. What really would make would make you do your job better or give you that chance to do your job better? 
So I think that that's, um, that's a great point and just continue to ask those questions, listen, take it all in. Um, and I think that that goes a long way. Grace, there's been a, uh, there's been a saying for a long time in customer service uh, is that the customer is always right. <laughs> I think that's kind of a fallacy. I, I don't like that saying because there are times that we can't provide what the, what the customer wants. Sure. The customer isn't right. How do you deal with kind of that mentality when you really can't and how do you have to persuade somebody that maybe you're not right? Right. Well, you know, that's a that's a tough one because that is something we deal with a lot. And I think that, to be honest, the way that I go about it is I go back to the very, very simple, basic treat others the way you want to be treated. So if I'm not able to solve your problem that you see is the problem and that you think that would make this go better or that this would help you do your job better or you think that this would have been done better, I try to say, you know, to to come up with a solution. I think that's a big one is to try and always, because some people call it compromise, but at least try and deal with part of the issue, right? And then the other part of that is to just speak with kindness and to really, what would you want to hear? What would you want to hear if somebody didn't deliver with what you thought that needed to be done? And my answer always is, you know, a, a genuine apology that they can't do it the way that you want it done, some kind of solution to move forward, and then ending with, you know, just a kind word. So, you know, I think the uh, one of the things on the list was a calming spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as we don't become excitable and, you know, in your face and raise our voice and tell the customer how stupid they are for even (laughs) thinking such a thing that uh, and and sometimes we have that tendency. Uh, I do anyhow. And uh, (laughs) but just that calming presence and saying, you know, I really, I, I, I wish I could do something differently, but there are certain parameters that I, that I have to follow. That, sure. uh, you know, we had, I had this guy one time that decided he was going to build, uh, we had a, a, a large cubicle farm, one of these office areas where there's sure. all cubicles. <laughs> and this guy decided he was going to uh, put a roof on his cubicle. Okay. So he goes out over the weekend and he uh, buys this foam core board and he comes in and he duct tapes it all together and puts it over top of his cubicle. And then he has all these, this beaded entrance into his uh, cubicle. And then he turns all his lights off in there and has all these blue and red mood lights going on in there. And it was like, look, <laughs> I appreciate that you'd like to have your own private office. But if the fire marshal came in here, that would that, be a no-go. That, that's a no-no. You yeah. can't put, if there's a fire that gets started in here, It'll never reach to the sprinkler. So we just can't have that kind of thing. But I think explaining why behind some of these things that happen that, uh, you know, it's not just because I mean and I don't want like that, uh, (laughs) but that there are some logic behind some of those things that we do. Some of the other ones that stand out are, um, is the positive language. We've talked a little bit about that and the knowledge of service. Um, So I think that understanding not only what you know like what you're doing but understanding that that what as a whole what's that big picture and being able to relay that back to the customer um, I think is another big one as well you've already mentioned it but I love that willingness to learn I think that that's in in the heart of every person that has that service mind or that service spirit 
is that willingness to learn, is that wanting to learn more and to be able to do it better? And You know, I've, I've kind of got a, a, another saying that <laughs> a day is never successful on a, unless you've learned something. Right. That and so uh, if, you, uh, if you go through your day and look for the opportunities, maybe not just how to do your job better, but what's somebody else doing and learn something about their job so you have a better understanding sure. of the things that they're trying to accomplish along the way. I, I want to follow up with this uh, next week uh, and we'll put a little teaser out there. And I'd, I'd really like to get into, I'm ready to go do a job. What does that look like from a customer standpoint? I've got, we, we've settled on what the job is now. Sure. And let's go take a look at the job itself. How do I approach that from a professional, a client services realm and, and really wow the people that are out there that we're doing work for. Absolutely, kind of taking that a step further, like how in, in the facility maintenance management world, what does that look like? What does it look like when I arrive at an office with my bag of tools and I walk out? What does that experience look like? What's it feel like for the client? Absolutely. Well, thanks for letting me join you, Bob. This well, has I'm been glad fun. to get you <laughs> drug out from behind the uh, keyboard again. And uh, you know what? I just uh, want to take this moment and uh, wish you and your family a great Thanksgiving. Thank you. And, um, you know, to our listeners, uh, uh, we do just need to take time to pause and give thanks for uh, the blessings that we've been blessed with. It's good to uh, be able to have the freedom to do things like this and offer great client services. Absolutely. And uh, I just wish that everybody has a great Thanksgiving uh, with their families. And if you have to work, uh, don't eat too much turkey and fall asleep on the job. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Bob. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.